Uh, hi, everyone, and thank you very much for coming back to listen to my podcast. Uh, today, it's uh, episode six. It's the continuation of uh, the soft tissue management, as we discussed about it before. And in order to do that, I want to share with you a little bit uh, different this time. We will do a audio, and also we have a video uh, that will uh, broadcast on YouTube uh, and talk about to show you and make it more uh, animated for you to see what does it mean a, a gum recession? Uh, what does it mean a uh, destruction on the dental structure, the root being exposed, amount of soft tissue available around uh, the uh, natural teeth that we talk a lot about it. And keep in mind, we are not talking about aesthetics here. We are talking about function because there's a difference between aesthetic and function. And uh, so uh, without any further ado, let's uh, uh, board on and talk about the uh, soft tissue management. And everything started, as I said in every uh, podcast before, uh, with a proceeding that took place from a world workshop between the American Academy of Periodontology and the European Federation of Periodontics. And with that, that was the first time they had this uh, uh, world uh, uh, collaboration, and they came out with the new diagnosis. We talked about it in length before, and now we're going to talk about the particulars of the soft tissue. And in it, in the periodontal diseases, we uh, they defined that there is other condition affecting the periodontium, and that is the mucogingival deformity and conditions. A list is long, uh, but we're gonna address them without uh, listing all the defects that you can have. You can have a, we call it a frenum, aberrant frenum. It's an excess of soft tissue with a uh, muscle pull to it, but really it does not affect the lip that can be in the, uh, in the way pulling on the gums and that's gonna be a problem and create a defect. We're gonna have the amount of uh, soft tissue and we talked before that the amount of soft tissue that is the magical number of it is two millimeter to have a good health and good function. And then we're going to talk about also the defects on the roots caused by that. And we're going to talk about uh, how we're going to define uh, the neck of the tooth. And that is a challenge sometimes because it sometimes can be eroded. And uh, there is multiple ways. There's everything is uh, done based on numbers. And then we're going to see what are the outcomes that we can um, expect from a good periodontist that knows how to do the soft tissue management because there's a lot of techniques out there and i am not gonna uh, get that uh, the way i do it better than the others i you know i have uh, as i said uh, last time uh, this past uh, uh, friday uh, i already been 25 years as a periodontist and academician on top of it and i wrote a lot of papers this is something that i enjoy a lot the soft tissue, and I've made my own way of doing it because it's based on predictability. Uh, it's my first concern. And second, it is the, uh, the long term that is extremely important for me. 
and <clears throat> base I base everything on biology and on foundation. With that, let me move forward and we define the periodontal phenotype and that's something we talked about in length before, but what does it mean? Why is it relevant? Because the periodontal phenotype, it can affect any, every discipline in, 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 in dentistry. It can affect the restorative, it can affect the orthodontics, meaning movement of the teeth, it can affect the implant placement. And so it is really an umbrella that everything falls underneath it. You know, you move your teeth uh, when you don't have uh, good tissue or good bone on the outside, you're gonna have recessions. You make veneers with a very thin uh, phenotype and you're gonna have recessions and so on and so forth. So all of these things are important for the dentist and for the backup support, the periodontist to guide them um, to avoid these problems. So when we talk about the phenotype, there is things that we look for. Amount of gums, the, the pink gum that we have on the neck of the teeth, and we look for the gingival thickness, and we look at the bone morphotype, meaning do we have bone on the outside of the root? So that's very important. So let's say take orthodontics. If you don't have, and uh, watch my arrow here, if you don't have enough bone here, or very thin, and you move the tooth into it, guess what? That bone is going to resorb. If that bone is very thin, that means the soft tissue is very thin. So if the bone resorbs, guess what? The soft tissue is nothing other than the dress that covers the bone. The skin is the same thing like the gingiva, like the gums. It is the cover for the bone. So the moment every action has a reaction, and that's why an orthodontist, today they take a CBCT and they know exactly if they have bone or not. So that's why they have to fall back on the periodontist to help them. You know, with the same thing with the prosthodontist or a dentist who want to do veneers or aesthetics. If they have very thin tissue, that means they have a very bone and they pack the cords, they can relief to a recession. So... So having said that, now that we define the phenotype, we can take a young fellow like this gentleman here and we can look at the problems. So we have a gingival recession and we're gonna get into more details about that. But these necks, the uh, nicks that you see on the neck of the teeth, now we don't get them into the details of erosion, abfraction, all of these terms that we used to use in dentistry, we call them a non-carrier cervical lesion and by short NCCL. So, there is a, a room here to put a, a dentistry restorative and there is a room for the soft tissue. And that's why I picked this case because it has two places. Instead of packing composite or the restoration on the roots, which is a criminal for the roots, criminal for the teeth, I urge everybody who's listening to me, is it a patient or a dentist? Do not be the first to put a, or the first treatment that comes to your mind is to put a composite. It's the easiest way, it's a quick money, but the long-term is disastrous. So in the contrary, there is a place, because if you look at here, at the, the molar, you know, this is a crown related, that's a root related. So after the, the gingiva, and you will see how it happens, you're still gonna have a restoration on it. So if we look now and we defined this is the mucogingival line. This is where the demarcation line between this good pink tissue, that's what we want, and the uh, movable one that comes from the lips. So here we have a destruction on the neck. 
So we look at the norms, you know, from the center to the canine, we determine the, uh, the, the CEJ or the neck of the tooth, that curve, that's called the CEJ. And by norms of aesthetic, it, the, the lateral, it's one millimeter more down, more coronal. And then with that, also, we know that the premolars and the molars are one millimeter from the canine. So now I have defined this. Now we put all the necks that we are. This is where to expect the root coverage is going to happen. And then the rest will be covered by the composite. Secondly, this is now we can know this is the recession because the recession is from the neck of the tooth. And now we look at the amount of keratinized tissue or the amount of that pink tissue. We measure all of these along with the probing. And when we look at the probing and then we do all of this together, then we can start saying, okay, how can we treat this? And this is the amount of recessions that we have and what it takes to do it. So, so on and so forth. And with that, as I mentioned before, I'm gonna re-mention it again. There is a room always to do a restoration, but do not start the treatment with the restoration. Do not put composite on the root. In the contrary, it has to be where it belongs on the crown. So take this case, this is look at it, you see the prominent roots and you can see the amount of recession, lack of uh, soft tissue. And this is actually, unfortunately, after an orthodontic or uh, orthodontic movement. So we collect all the data, we put them in the periodontal chart. This is so important. And I urge the patients, if you're listening, so when you go to your dentist, you make sure that they are doing the charting. If you go to a periodontist, you make sure that they are doing the charting, even if you come for an implant consultation. This is a very important thing. The patient needs to be charted because this is their roadmap in life. And it has to be done and it has to be reviewed every year and compared. And that's how we can know if they are stable or they have disease or so on and so forth. Here you can see the, the red dots. This is what we call them, the bleeding upon probing. And you can see the pocket depth here and then the recession and then automatically calculate the attachment level. And this is the amount of keratinized tissue. So this is a, a good example of a, uh, of a patient that has very minimum soft tissue. You add to them the plaque, as you can see, that it calcified, became calculus, and it led to more recession and inability to keep it clean. So it's also not only aesthetic, it's function and health. So having said that, let's take this case. Claire, Claire uh, came to me, referred by a very wonderful prosthodontist. Uh, and this is the result. This is six years later. Now she moved to North Carolina, but nevertheless, this is what we were able to achieve for her. And if we put them in perspective and we compare them, look at the beautiful result. Look how the roots were so eminent. You can see through them, the roots. And now look at them. They are thick and they have a good support and good coverage of soft tissue that will last forever. Six years, my friends, this is not a year. This is not a six months. And I, I love when they show on Instagram, they show me uh, immediately after or when it heals in a month or two or three or six. No, I'm going to see the six years, the 10 years, the 12 years. And that's why it is so important. And that's why it's so important. And you can see that the outcome can be changed. A lot of people says, no, you cannot do that. No, I do it. I do it and I have a good result and I treat it my way. I use also bone to support my soft tissue. You can look at my, uh, my publications if you're a dentist, 
If you are a patient also, you can find them. And I'm more than happy to consult with you and tell you what I can do for you. And lastly, let's go to this gentleman, Michael, that we started with. And now let's see what the outcome. Look at this beautiful outcome. We have had 100% root coverage. And I didn't know if you noticed, he had also a recession on the side of the tooth. Now it's completely covered. Look, look back, look at this recession uh, and look at it now. It is well covered. And we have 100% coverage on all the roots. And now look at this restoration. This is the restoration, what I told you about, go back to here, this is what it is. But we defined it from the beginning. This is the CEJ, that's the neck of the tooth. You do the coverage, and now this is where the dentist can do the restoration. So we are not taking anything from the dentist, and we are only guiding the right treatment to be where it's supposed to be. Not to start by the wrong way because the more you put restoration and you remove them, they're gonna fail and they're gonna pop up. That's inevitable. When the more they pop up, you have to drill more to get more retention and you are going deeper into a root that is gonna be decayed or lead to a more uh, risks of sensitivity and root canal. So with that, if we look back at Michael, this is again a, a great result for uh, two years. And I, coming close to finish the session. The episode, as I uh, told you, I'm gonna keep them on time. I don't wanna go too long and actually to post them on YouTube, we are limited with 15 minutes also. So with that, uh, I want you to see the before and after of Michael. That's, I cannot tell you what a difference this young man has received. Look at the amount of pink tissue, the coverage that he has received. The picture talks million, I don't need to, uh, talk more. This is a predictable, repairable treatment that I can do always in my practice. Me and my associate, we do it all the time. Not one case, all the cases. And it took me 25 years to get to where I am today with a lot of mistakes and a lot of that led me to this kind of success. So it didn't happen overnight. Uh, and you know you don't paper you don't write papers just because you decide one day to write a paper. Uh, it took me a long time, and I base always my uh, treatment on uh, fundamental of uh, biolo biology, and that's what I call it always. Fundamentals never change. Biology always win. And I set the goal and walk your way back because that's exactly here. Like an implant, we're gonna see later on. In here, we define the CEJ, and then. We followed it with a soft tissue coverage. So with that, uh, this is um, how you can reach me. I would love to see your feedback. And you can follow us on Instagram or on Twitter, as well as LinkedIn and befriend us on Facebook. Thank you so much for your kindness and for listening to me. Good night.